Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. everyone and welcome to day one of our Art of Self-Love Masterclass. I am so excited. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and Twitter right now. So there are plenty of places for you to join us. So today is day one of our three-part series. Our first day today, we are going to cover awareness and patterns. Um, tomorrow, we will cover forgiveness and the vow. And the third day is going to be jammed, packed, because that is when I will give you the self-love formula, the practical tools and practices and techniques that you can use to really cultivate a loving and compassionate and graceful relationship to yourself and with yourself. With that, I'm your host. If I didn't introduce myself, I am Candy Washington, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. If you, if this is your first time here, or if you're not sure about me, I do a podcast. It's called Sugar Pills Self Care Podcast, a practical guide to self care. It's on iHeartRadio, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's everywhere you get your podcast. I also have written the self love journal for everyone over there on Instagram watching, and then also for everybody who's live on YouTube and Facebook. I've also written the self love journal. And this is actually the basis for our master class. Everything will be based on this and also based on the teachings of Kamal Ravikot. He wrote, um, love yourself like your life depends on it. And everything is linked below. You can grab a hard copy of the self-love journal that's linked below. You can also get his book and everything else. And before we dive in, if you need additional support, I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I also have a VIP Facebook group. It's free right now to join. I'm not sure how long I'm going to keep those doors open. So be sure to jump in now. Again, everything is linked below. I also have the Create Your Dream Life course through self-love. That is a powerful, powerful course also, that is linked below as well. But if you just want to enjoy some amazing, valuable, yet free content, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. And I am always posting and sharing a ton of free and valuable content there. So enjoy that as well. So now that we have all of that out of the way, let's dive into day one, which is awareness and patterns of the art of self-love masterclass. So the way I want to open up this class and the way I want to open up every day is just by really getting in tune with ourselves and getting in alignment. So if you're able to just get really quiet and if you can, if it feels good to you, just put your hand over your heart. Now you to close your eyes and just let's just take a couple of deep breaths. Breathe in for four. Let's hold that. And then breathe out for four. Let's let that go. Now this time I want you to either repeat out loud or to yourself. I love myself. And just hold that. Hold that feeling of feeling loved. Hold that feeling of feeling your own love. And then let's let that go. And then next, let's breathe in one more time and let's say, I am worthy. Breathe in. I am worthy. And let's just hold that feeling of worthiness. And now let's let that go. Now for our last one, let's breathe in. I am enough. I am enough. And just hold and claim that feeling of being enough exactly as you are. And so now let's let that go. And that is the intentionality, that is the energy, that is the essence, that is the alignment of where I want us all to collectively be while we do this masterclass together. I want you to feel your value. I want you to feel your worth. I want you to feel your love. And from that place, let's be open to dive in today. Okay, let's get into it. 
self-love. Let's first define what that is. So self-love is the relationship that you have to yourself. I mean, it sounds simple, but it can be, it's easy, but yet profound, right? So it's, do you have a compassionate relationship to yourself? Do you give yourself grace? Do you forgive yourself? Are you kind to yourself? Are you your own best friend? Do you prioritize yourself? That's what self-love is. It's choosing to love yourself without conditions. You may not like yourself every day. Like one time I heard someone say self-love is liking yourself, but I don't know if that's true. There are days where I don't like myself, but I always love myself. So even on those days, I can still give myself grace. I can still hold myself with compassionate energy and space. I can still choose to love myself for exactly who and how I am. So that's self-love. And that is what we will be covering over the next three days, how to cultivate a compassionate relationship to yourself, how to treat yourself as if you actually loved yourself, as if you actually deserved to be honored and all of those things. So day one, awareness and patterns. So like I said, the basis of our masterclass is my book, The Self-Love Journal. You can pick that up below. And I'm also going to be giving a a giveaway. So the giveaway is happening over on my YouTube channel. All you have to do is subscribe, like the video, and share. And then let me know you did that in the comment box. And I will pick a winner and send you a free digital copy of the book. All right, so let's get into it. So cultivating self-awareness. Today, we're going to talk about five signs that you don't love yourself. Because before we can dive into how to love yourself, we need the awareness that there is a disconnect. A lot of times we will go through life completely unaware that there's actually a problem. We can see things show up in our in our life that we don't like, but we chuck it up to, well, that just always happens to me. That's just how people are. That's just how I am. This is just how the world works, right? Rather than taking a step back to get some perspective and some clarity and to empower yourself and think, well, why do I allow people to treat me this way? Why do I not speak up for myself? Why do I people please? You know, how come I don't have healthy boundaries? You know, why does the world show up for me this way? Why do I show up in this world this way, right? So before we can fix the problem, and it's not that you need to be fixed because we are beautiful, amazing beings and we're not broken and we don't need to be fixed, but there are things that we can always work and evolve and consciously choose to be different, right? Because I don't want any of us to ever think that there's something wrong with us, that we're broken, that we need fixing. That is not true. That is a lie. (laughs) We are perfect exactly as we are, but we can choose to consciously evolve into the next most empowered version of ourselves, okay? But before we can do that, we need to have the awareness and the perspective that there are things that are not currently working. And I'll talk about my own personal journey, right? So years ago, if you would have asked me, oh, do you love yourself? I'd be like, oh my God, of course. Oh, do you have self-esteem? Of course I have self-esteem. I'm so confident. But that was all not true. I had so such low self-esteem. I was not confident in myself. And at the core of all of that, I really didn't love myself. I was extremely codependent, right? But I didn't have the awareness that I was until I got clear on that I no longer wanted my life to look the way it looked. I no longer wanted to feel the way I felt. And the most empowering thing that you can do to yourself and for yourself is to get self-aware and to empower yourself with what is it the role that I play in this? Because once you recognize the role you play in your life, you empower yourself to be, do, and become anything you want to be because you know that the power lies with you. It's not about criticizing yourself. It's not about blaming yourself or shaming yourself. It's not about faulting yourself. It's just about saying, you know what? If I created experiences in my life that I do not like, that means I have the power to create experiences in my life that I actually like and love. If I created this, I can uncreate this. If I created this, I can create something else. So it's about empowering yourself. 
So we're going to dive into five signs that you might be disempowering yourself. And we're going to create the awareness around that. But first, I want to share with you a lovely reminder from the book. <laughs> There's more joy, confidence, and power waiting for you on the other side of your self-doubt. It's not about blaming yourself or judging yourself for not being where you want to be. It's about being aware of your patterns and then creating the space to grow into the beautiful and empowered version of yourself that's waiting for you. And that is exactly what we are going to do over these next three days. So sign number one that you either don't love yourself. I mean, it sounds kind of extreme, but it's the truth, right? That you don't love yourself or, or you could cultivate a more loving relationship with yourself is that you are hypercritical of yourself. Okay. Do you think that you have to change? I mean, you look in the mirror and you're like, you know what, if I was only 10 pounds lighter, or you know what, if I only had these type of curves, or you know what, if my face only looked like this, do you criticize yourself? And are you hard on yourself when you think that you've made a mistake? Do you call yourself stupid? Do you say you're not good enough? Do you say things like, you know, men never want to commit to me, women never want to commit to me, you know, oh, I never have enough money because I don't work hard enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. If you are hypercritical of yourself and you think that somehow you have to be this standard of perfection, that you're not allowed to be human, that is a huge sign that you really need to work on your self-love. Because being critical of yourself is a sign that you have a core belief that something is wrong with you and that you're not good enough and that you have to do and prove and be your value and your worth. So if you're not sure if you're critical of yourself, because again, this is about creating the awareness. A lot of the thought patterns we have, a lot of um, the way we treat ourselves, it's on autopilot. We've been conditioned this way. We don't even think about it. It's so subconscious. It's not even a, it's not even a chosen thought or feeling. It's just you walk past the mirror and automatic, you're picking yourself apart. You know, you look at your bank account, automatic, you're picking yourself apart. You think about your relationships, automatic, you're picking yourself apart. You know, you do something, automatic, you're picking yourself apart, you know? Like, it could be as simple as you forgot your keys. Are you saying to yourself, oh, I'm stupid. I always forget my keys. I'm so forgetful all the time. Like, no wonder, blah, 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 blah. Are you really super critical of yourself? Do you think that you have to be perfect? Do you think that you have to be above and beyond? Do you not give yourself the ability to be human? And being human means we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. And we will be our own unique selves. And that is the beauty of being human. It's getting to mess up. It's getting to not look like everybody else. That's the beauty of being human. But when we think that we have to be perfect, when we think that we are not allowed to make a mistake, when we think that we have to be everything to everyone, we're not giving ourselves grace or compassion or forgiveness. And we're not giving ourselves the gift of being human. Because if you think you have to be perfect, what you're really saying is, I don't get to be human the way everybody else gets to be human. Somehow you think you have to be better than human. And we're all humans. If you're not sure if you're critical of yourself, do a inventory check, a thought inventory check. Get a little notebook <laughs> or a book, right? Get a little notebook or a book and write down the thoughts you say to yourself throughout your day. When you walk past a mirror, write down what you say to yourself. Don't criticize yourself. Don't edit yourself. Just be honest with yourself. Write down what you think. Write down what you think about before you eat a meal, put on your clothes, when you are engaging on social media, when you're just throughout your day, make a log of your thoughts. And then at the end of the week or at the end of the day, however long you want to do it, read those thoughts. And then act as if you were reading those thoughts to a child that you really, really loved. Would you say those things that you say to yourself to a child that you really, really loved? 
Would you call that child fat or stupid or too thin or ugly or not good enough or not smart enough or never going to make it? This always happens to them. Our luck is never good, blah, 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 blah. Would you say that? to your best friend? Would you say that to a child that you truly loved unconditionally? So if you are saying things to yourself throughout the day that are self-hating, that are deprecating, that are berating, that are highly critical, that's a huge sign that you need to work on your self-love, that you need to work on cultivating a relationship with yourself that is loving and forgiving and compassionate, that you are treating yourself the way you would treat a child that you truly loved unconditionally, that you're treating yourself the way you would treat your own best friend. So that's the first sign you might need to work on cultivating some self-love. And I also have some questions here in the journal that you can write through and work through as well that will, work, that will help you through this. And so let's move on to the next sign. The next sign is, ooh, we got some good stuff in here. Oh, this is one I've I've definitely in the past. Thank God we've moved past that point in our lives. Um, Number two is you stay in or you get in unhealthy relationships. And this type of relationship, it can be romantic, it can be platonic, it could be coworker, it could be family. But you always seem to find yourself in one-sided, toxic, unhealthy relationship dynamics, right? Sort of like how... Maybe you get in relationships and the person is emotionally unavailable. There's a lot of hot and cold behavior. It's a lot of friends with benefits. It's a lot of you showing up and you putting in effort and you chasing and you pursuing and not really getting it back. Or maybe it's in your friendship groups where you just feel like your friends kind of take advantage of you. You always do what they want to do, but they don't really accommodate what you want them to do. There's a lot of gossip, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of friendship, you know, power dynamics and all that stuff. Maybe it's within your family. You know, maybe you feel like you can't say no to your family. Maybe you feel like you have to be beholden to your family because their family, even though they do things that are toxic and unhealthy. You know, maybe it's your work relationships where you feel like your boss exploits you. They always make you work late. They always make you come in early. They always make you do more without paying you or asking you or valuing your time and energy and effort, right? So if you sort of feel like the victim in your relationships, if you feel like people are always taking advantage of you in your relationships, if you feel like your relationships are always one-sided, that is a huge sign that you need to work on your self-love. You need to work on your relationship with yourself. Because the truth is, every relationship we have in our lives, whether it's a relationship to a stranger we see on the street, our boyfriend or our girlfriend, our husband or our wife, our boss, our coworker, our sister, brother, whatever, is a direct reflection and a direct mirror with the relationship that we're having with ourselves. Because people only treat you the way in which you allow them to be treated and you allow people to treat you to the degree or level that you believe you deserve to be treated. So if you're constantly in relationships where you are being taken advantage of and you're victimized, then there is something in you that believes that you are not worthy and deserving of healthy and respectful relationships. There is something in you believes that if you tell people no, that if you push back, that if you, you know, have wants and needs and your own objectives, that somehow those people will not like you, not love you or abandon you or neglect you. Somehow you feel like you are not enough. And so you have to do, 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 and do in order to prove your worthiness in value within the relationship and you come from a place of fear rather than a place of love. You come from a place of fear that if I don't do all these things for all of these people, that somehow they're going to leave me or I will be abandoned or I not will be good enough. The fear is always, I am not lovable. I am not good enough. That's what that fear is, right? Instead of coming from a place of self-love, saying, I, I already love myself. I already validate my cho- myself. I choose myself. I accept myself. I love myself. I am good. I got me. So now I'm going to go out there and choose relationship dynamics and types that reflect the love and respect that I deserve. 
So regardless if this person gives me the love or respect or whatever it is that I need, I don't feel less than because of their choice. And even though it may hurt in the moment, I'm able to let that relationship go. Because again, remember, we're still human. We're not acting like we're superhuman. We're not acting like we're less than human. So you can love yourself a lot and still admit when relationship ends that there is a hurt to it, that there is a grief to it, that there's a mourning to it, right? But you love yourself enough to know that regardless of the hurt, you will be okay. Because the reason why we stay in these relationships again, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever, is the fear that we won't be okay. We won't be okay if they leave us. We won't be okay if they don't like us anymore. We won't be okay if they don't love us. We won't get the love. We won't get the approval. We won't get the acceptance. We won't get whatever, blah, 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 blah. And that if we don't get these things, then somehow we're not going to be okay. And that's what the fear is. But when you start to cultivate a loving relationship to yourself, so you guys are going to want to watch all three days because day three, I'm telling you, it's going to be jam-packed. I'm going to give you all of the tools for your self-love formula on day three. You know that not only do you have you, but the divine has you. And when I use words like divine and source and God and spirit, it's not religious at all. I respect all religion. I'm not talking about a particular religion. I'm just talking about an entity, an essence, an aura, a love, a light. That's it. It's not religious at all. But part of learning how to love yourself, and we're diving a little bit into this right now, but a part of loving yourself is knowing that not only do you have you, but something greater than you has you too, and that you are worthy and deserving of that divine support and love and acceptance and validation. You are already divinely loved and accepted and validated. So anybody else out here, that's just icing on the cake, right? But we'll get into that more later. And again, in the book, I have a lot of journal questions and journal prompts that you can use to really get a more understanding on if you need to work on that, especially when it comes to relationships. Okay. Sign number three is that you don't have clear boundaries and you people please. So we were kind of already getting into that, right? But let me tell you, this one is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest signs that there is. You people please. This kind of was going into having unhealthy relationships, but people pleasing is basically abandoning yourself what you want, need, and deserve in order to accommodate somebody else's wish, wants, and demands. You please others by denying yourself. That means if somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to do it, but you say yes because you feel like you need to please that person, that's self-abandonment. If somebody wants something from you, but you don't want to give it, it could be physical, emotional, mental, whatever, and you give it anyway, that is self-abandonment and people-pleasing. If you feel resentful towards people, if you feel exploited towards towards people, that is self-abandonment and that is people-pleasing and that is not having healthy boundaries. And boundaries is essentially the space where you can love yourself and another person at the same time. So you can say, I love you and I love me at the same time. You're not feeling that there is something in you or a part of you that is being used or exploited or taken advantage of. Because when you abandon yourself, you're not loving yourself. There's no boundary there. You're like, well, what does a boundary look like? I'll happy you ask, let me tell you. So, At work, a boundary could look like your boss is like, hey, Jane, can you work this Saturday? We really need somebody to work this Saturday. But you either A, just don't feel like working on a Saturday, or B, maybe you wanted to spend time with your family, or maybe you wanted to have a self-care day. Instead of saying, yes, boss, of course I'll work on Saturday. But inside, you're actually crumbling because it's not really what you want to do not a part of your job description. You don't have to do this. This is something extra your boss is asking you to do. You're people pleasing. You want to please your boss to prove your value and your worth when at your core, 
you really don't want to do it. That's not having healthy boundaries. What a healthy boundary would look like would be, hey, boss, thank you so much for asking me. However, I already have plans on Saturday. Next time, next time we can discuss a time for me to work um, overtime if needed. But this Saturday, I'm already booked. But, you know, thank you so much for asking. That's having a healthy boundary. When you assert your boundaries, you don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to be mean or rude. It's not saying, I'm going to do me. I don't care what you think. It's none of that stuff. It's just saying, I'm going to love and honor myself and I'm while love and honoring you. That's what a boundary is. So it's like, you know, thank you for asking. You're loving and honoring the person, but I can't do that. That is loving and honoring yourself. That's what a boundary looks like. What's another example? Let's take romantic relationships. Say you have an ex, right? And your ex, you know, is being hot and cold or being whatever, and they want to hit you up on Saturday night to hang out or whatever. But that's not what you want. Unhealthy boundary looks like, okay, sure, you can come over and you guys like hang out and hook up, whatever, and then they bounce. And then you don't feel good. You feel used, you feel sad, you feel exploited, you probably feel really hurt. But that's because you allowed them to use you, right? You didn't respect yourself to exert your boundary because a part of you thought, I'd rather have some of this person than none of this person. And a part of you also probably thought, well, as long as I give, as long as I show my value and worth, as long as I'm giving and giving and giving, then this person will have to love me back because I'm giving so much to them. But that's not how it works. So if you wanted a healthy boundary, you could say, hey, ex, <laughs> sorry, but I'm simply not available for casual sex. And you let it go. And you let it go. And that is respecting yourself. You're not being mean to them. You're not being disrespectful to them. But you're just saying, this is what I'm available for. And this is what I'm not available for. And then you can let that person act accordingly. So that's kind of what it looks like to have those boundaries. And again, if you need help, I have it all worked out here in the book. And you can always um, get some one-on-one -on -one coaching with me if you have any, like, you know, personal issues going on that you just want to talk about or work through or get some guidance on, just book some coaching with me. I'd be more than happy to help you. But that's kind of what it looks like to have, you know, healthy versus unhealthy boundaries. So if you find yourself in situations where you're con continually saying yes when you mean no, you're continually giving and giving and giving, giving, thinking that somehow if I give enough, if I do enough, then finally I will be worthy of their love, time, energy, and attention. Those are clear signs that you need to work on your self-love, that you need to work on filling yourself up. You need to work on having those boundaries, letting your no be a no and period. Another thing that people get tripped up on when it comes to boundaries and people-pleasing, and as a recovering codependent person who used to people-please, but not anymore, <laughs> this is one place where we can get tripped up on. So I want to talk about this real quickly. Sometimes we think that we're not allowed to create new boundaries with people, but you are. You are always allowed to create a new boundary with a person. Maybe before people were just conditioned for you always saying yes, always doing what they wanted to do. But as you evolve into a higher, more empowered version of yourself, as you heal because this is really what this process is. We're, we're healing ourselves through self-love. That's really what the process is about. As you heal, as you become a healthier person, that might bother some people. Some people might get bothered that you're now telling them no. People might be bothered that you now have different standards, that you have your own wants and needs, and that you're creating boundaries with them, and that is okay. Let them be bothered. Let them be bothered. You can even be like, I know you're bothered by this and that's okay. I'll give you the time and space to be bothered by it. But this is how I'm moving forward. And it's, again, it's not rude. It's not disrespectful. You're just reintroducing yourself. This is the new version, the higher version, the healthier version, the healed version of me. And those old things we will no longer tolerate. 
So just because you used to consistently say yes and give and over and all of that stuff, you are always allowed to create a new boundary for yourself, with yourself, with others, and for others. You are always allowed to create new boundaries with people. So that's the first thing people get tripped up on. The second thing that people get tripped up on is when they create a boundary with someone and then they disrespect their own boundary, right? (laughs) Let me tell you, this journey, again, we're human. We're not going to get it right 100% of the time and we don't have to. Old patterns will emerge. Old things will happen. You know, there will be a time where you say to the ex, you know, no more casual sex. That's my boundary. You, don't, you know, we're not saying that's my boundary, but you know what I'm saying. But then maybe a month or two later, they're like, oh, we respect it. But a month or two later, they come crawling back the way they always do. And you kind of give in this time, right? And you're like, oh, man, I gave in. Don't beat yourself up. Or if it's with the boss and, you, and you're working that Saturday when you really didn't want to work that Saturday, but before you had been so firm on it, right? Because people will continue to test you until you prove that the boundary is firm. So they'll be like, yeah, okay, first, but then they'll test you. It's like children, right? Children will test you. Like, oh, if they steal the cookie, is she going to get mad? Well, if I sell two cookies, will she get mad? Like, they'll test you. People will test your boundaries because it's not so much whether or not someone else is willing to respect your boundaries. It's whether or not you are willing to reinforce your boundary, right? So as you heal, as you learn to love yourself, again, it's all about giving yourself compassion and grace. So if you do set a boundary and sometimes you go back on it, sometimes it's wishy-washy, sometimes you disrespect your own boundary, forgive yourself and just be like, you know what, girl, I was doing the best I could in the moment. Now let me go back, reaffirm this boundary, and next time I will do better. It is okay to not get it right all of the time. The purpose of this work is not to be perfect. The purpose of this work is not to get it right all the time. The purpose of this work is to learn how to love yourself for who you are to forgive yourself for any and all things, and to know that no matter what, you are always whole, and that no matter what, you are always worthy and de- worthy and deserving of love, acceptance, you're valuable, and respect. That is what the work is. The work is not to be perfect all the time. So if you mess up, you know what? You're human. Welcome to the club. Give yourself grace for those moments. And remember, people will test your boundaries. When you, they'll be like, oh, you're acting brand new. Oh, that's different. Well, who does she think she is? All blah, 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 blah. In one ear, out the other. Whatever, right? Just let it go. And again, there's so much um, more support in the book. And you can always book some time with me if you need any help with boundary setting or realizing where you need um, more boundaries. All right. So sign four is you don't take care of your health in a holistic way. So what I mean by taking care of your health in a holistic way, holistic every part of yourself, mental, spiritual, physical, emotional, all of it, right? If you don't take care of yourself in a holistic way, that is a big sign that there is something missing on your self-love. You could be anxious, you could be depressed, it could be any of those things. And I'll give an example of each little bucket just so you know, right? Say mental health, say you've been struggling. And it's totally fine if you are. We're all human beings. So you've been struggling with your mental health and you keep saying, well, I mean to schedule that therapy appointment. Mm, I mean to schedule, you know, a counselor or mm, I've been meaning to go to like a group support group. Right. But you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off. That is a sign that you're not loving yourself enough to take care of your mental health. Love yourself enough to take care of your mental health and to take care of yourself. Physically, what does that look like? You know, say you're struggling with not eating enough and you're losing too much weight. Say you're struggling with eating too much and you're and you're gaining too much weight and you're not taking care of yourself physically. You know, oh, I should really join that gym or oh, maybe I really should start, you know, eating more and taking care of my body. Oh, I really should start, you know, eating, drinking more water and eating healthier foods or oh, I really should start having a more balanced meal. You know, I've just been, you know, villainizing carbs and not eating and really restricting my diet, right? Because when I talk about physical, I want to make sure that people just don't think it's about getting you know, six pack summer body, hourglass, blah, 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 stick thin model. No, 
What I mean by physically is taking care of your personal, unique body, what your body needs, not villainizing any food group, not starving yourself, not overeating, but it's having a healthy relationship to food that makes your body its highest, most physical expression of itself. So if you're struggling in in that area, you're not doing anything to change it, you're you're not drinking your water, if you're not going for walks, if you're not being active, if you're not eating enough, if you're all of those things, that's a huge sign that a part of you feels like you're not worthy or deserving. Either you feel you have to do this to be, you have to look a certain way to be worthy of deserving, or there's part of you that feels like you're just not worth it. You're not worth putting the effort in. You're not worth trying. So you've kind of given up on yourself. That's a huge sign. Spiritually, because we're talking about holistic health, right? Mental, spiritual, emotional, all of it. Spiritually, right? Say you've been meaning to start a spiritual practice. What's a spiritual practice? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's finding a um, church or a temple or a mosque or whatever. Maybe it's finding a community of people who have a shared spiritual belief. Maybe it's connecting to your higher self and source and God and the divine and all of those things. If you feel disconnected from your own intuition, if you feel disconnected from the divine or disconnected from a spiritual community and you do nothing to remedy that, that is a huge sign because you're not taking care of your spiritual health. And again, I'm not talking about any particular religion. But to me, your spiritual health matters. It's important. Our emotional health matters and is important. A way to take care of your emotional health. Do you reach out to friends and family that you know, like, and trust when you are struggling or you just need support or you need guidance or you need to hang out? How do you take care of yourself emotionally? Are you having healthy boundaries with people? Are you saying no? Are you standing firm? Are you valuing your body, your time, your energy, and your space? Are you protecting yourself emotionally? Are you cutting out toxic ex-boyfriends and girlfriends, toxic frenemies, toxic coworkers? Are you cutting those people out of your life? Because that takes an emotional toll on you. When you are in those unhealthy the one-sided relationships with people that takes an emotional toll. So are you taking care of yourself emotionally? Because you want to think about your being, you want to think about your life, you want to think about who you are in a holistic way. Are you taking care of your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, and your physical health? There might be another one in there that I'm missing. But are you taking care of yourself in a holistic way? Because if you love yourself, therefore you take care of yourself. So if one of those buckets or all of those buckets is really lacking, then that's a big sign that you might need to work on your self-love to get to the place of loving yourself. And it's almost... They kind of piggyback on each other, right? Sometimes it's like, well, I don't love myself, so I don't feel like taking care of myself. But the more you take care of yourself, the more you cultivate a loving relationship with yourself. So with that sort of conundrum, I say start small. Don't feel like you have to wake up tomorrow and implement every single thing in the world and be like, I'm loving myself now. I'm doing blah, 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 blah. That's too much. That's a burnout. Take it slow. Maybe it's today I'm going to meditate for a minute. Today, I'm going to go walk around my block. Today, I'm going to go call a friend and just talk. You know, today, I'm going to, you know, research therapist. You know, today, I'm going to, like, drink an extra glass of water. You know, today, I'm going to add carbs to my diet because I've been restricting myself, right? You know, today, I'm going to pray. Today, I'm going to pray. You know, today I'm going to mute and unfollow some Instagram feeds that make me feel bad about myself because I'm looking out for my own emotional well-being. Start small. Start with the little things. And then over time, add more. Then next month, meditate for three minutes. You know, next month, book the appointment. You know, next month, go for the job, whatever it is. Start small so you don't overwhelm yourself. But the biggest thing is, is to make the the, the, the decision. (laughs) That is the biggest thing. When you make that decision, when you decide that you are ready for something different to show up for you in your life, that is the most 
profound and fundamental shift you will make when you decide, I may not know how to do it. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to happen. But I decide that I want something different for myself. I decide that I'm open to learning how to love myself. I'm open to learning how to say no. I'm open to learning how to embark on a new level of self-confidence. I am open to learning, you know, how to take care of myself holistically. I am open to learning on how to stop people pleasing. I am open to learning how to tap into my divine guidance and support and love. I'm open to learning how to accept myself and love myself unconditionally. I am open to things being different for me. And you might have to make that decision every day. It might be a daily choice. And we'll talk about that tomorrow when we talk about forgiveness and the vow. But when you make that choice, and I feel like if you're watching this, whether you're watching live or you're watching on the replay, a part of you has made that decision. If you have been drawn here, if you have been called here, a part of you has made that decision that you are ready for something different. You may not know how to do it, but you're ready for it. And I'm here to help you. Don't worry. <laughs> so that's sign number four. And let's see. And again, I have so much guidance in here. So you're definitely going to want to pick up the journal. Okay, sign number five. And we kind of got into this. We can talk a little bit more about it. Is you're disconnected from your intuition and you lack confidence. So you might not think this is a sign of you needing more self-love or you're not loving yourself enough, but it's true. If you feel disconnected from yourself, your heart center, your intuition, your guidance, if you feel disconnected from yourself, that's a huge sign you're not loving yourself. That's a huge sign you're, you're, you're lacking in that. And if you're lacking in that, then you probably are lacking in self-confidence. And that self-confidence is just a belief in yourself, a belief in who you are, a respect for who you are, a regard of who you are, right? When you have confidence in yourself, you regard yourself in a certain way. You hold yourself in a certain esteem. You respect yourself when you are confident and calm in who you are. So those usually go hand in hand. So if you're like, well, what does feeling disconnected look like? What does that feel like? Well, I'm happy I asked. If you find that you can't make decisions, you're very, very indecisive. Um, if you're late all the time, I actually think this is a big one. If you're a chronically late person, if you procrastinate a lot, if you are a perfectionist, these are all patterns and signs that you are disconnected from your own intuition. Because when you are at a certain level of self-love, when you are at a certain level of confidence, when you are tuned in, tapped on, and turned on to who you are and your intuition, you know your next right answer. You know the right move. You know left or right. You know yes or no. You know up or down. You know. It's a knowing. You know it. You know. You hear the whisper. When you, when you talk to a lot of people, and this goes both ways, right? I'll talk about the positive way first, right? When you, when you talk to a lot of very, quote unquote, successful people, we'll just talk about business people, or entrepreneurs, or whatever, athletes, right? One thing they always say is that they trust their gut. They get a hunch. They get an idea. They get a gut reaction. They trust their gut. A gut is just another way of saying they trust their intuition. They trust their inner guidance system. They trust that little voice inside them that gives them a loving and calm whisper of go this way. And because they love themselves and based on the foundation of self-love, they have respect for themselves, they're confident in themselves. They hold themselves in a high regard. And when you hold yourself in a high regard, you listen to yourself above all else. And when you talk to those people, they'll say, and it's another sign you're disconnected, they'll have outside opinions, outside voices, outside objectives, outside agendas, outside guidance. 
but because they are so tuned into who they are and they're so connected to their divine intuition, whether they call it divine or not, that's what it is. They trust themselves first and the most. And it usually works out for them, doesn't it? So if you have a hard time making decisions, if you procrastinate, if you are chronically late, if you are always asking people outside of you for the answers, I'm, I'm not saying you don't have a therapist or a spiritual leader or a coach or friends or a support group. Of course you have all of those things. That is a part of taking care of yourself, right? But if there is a pattern of you always needing someone outside of you to tell you what to do, how to feel, how to be, that is a huge sign that you are disconnected from your own self. You are disconnected from your own intuition and guidance system. But the great, great, great news is that even though you may be disconnected from it, it is still there and it is always there and it's not going anywhere. So if you think, well, I don't have one, I can't hear my voice, I can't, I don't know what my intuition is versus fear or versus insecurity or versus anxiety. Like, how do I know which voice is the right voice? The way you know which voice is the right voice, it's the voice that comes without all of that. It's the calming voice. It's the voice from love. It's not a voice of fear, depression, anxiety, or lack. It's calm. It's a knowing. And the way you make that voice louder and louder and louder, we'll talk about it on day three, which is, again, the self-love formula, but I'll give you some tools right now, is what we talked about. Journaling, getting connected to who you are in yourself. It's the meditation. It's getting calm and quiet. And meditation isn't to get rid of your thoughts. It's to create a relationship to your thoughts. We can do a whole masterclass on that. It's meditating, it's prayer, it's talking to the therapist, it's talking to the counselor, it's talking to your spiritual guider, it's getting emotional support when you need it. It's self-soothing, going on walks in nature, you know, dancing, breath work, being creative. All of those things, what all of those things have in common is that you are taking intentional time to take care of yourself. You're taking intentional time to soothe yourself. And then basically what you're saying to yourself is you are important and you matter. And I am making how you feel my first and best priority. And when you start to prioritize how you feel, then you start to connect to your divine intuition and your divine guidance because you're silencing all of the other crap that drowns it out. You're getting still, you're getting present, and you're getting tuned in to the divine guidance, whether you want to call it a gut feeling, whether you want to call it intuition, whether you want to call it a hunch, whatever you want to call it. I also call it inspired action. When you get inspired to do something, whatever you want to call it, it's getting tuned into that. And then when you do the other things to cultivate self-love, you are confident enough in who you are and your knowingness of who you are and the regard of who you are that I don't care who says to go right. If your whisper says go left, you're going left. I don't care who says to go up when your whisper says go down, you go down. I don't care who says choose blue when your whisper in you says choose red, you choose red because you trust yourself first, the most, and the best. You can still see counsel and all of that stuff, but it's from a place of I'm doing this to take care of myself rather than from a place of I don't know who I am. I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I don't know how I feel. I am disconnected. So let me figure out everything outside of me. And that can also take the form of things. That could be alcohol. That could be drugs. That could be sex. That could be gambling. That could be having issues with your eating. That could be a lot of things. You're looking to things outside of you to make you feel better inside of you, to show you the way inside of you or to numb it, right? 
those are all numbing and coping mechanisms. And those are not what we want to do. But tomorrow we'll talk about forgiveness in the vow. And the third day on Wednesday, I will give you the self-love formula. And these are practical tools, practical things that you can start doing today if you wanted to, to really start cultivating a compassionate and loving and forgiving and accepting relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, the truth is you deserve it all. You deserve to have, be, and do anything you want. You deserve love, respect, kindness, validation, acceptance. You deserve all of it from everyone, but most importantly, from yourself. And the moment you give it to yourself, the world will show up differently for you. And that is a promise. Okay. So there you have it. That is our day one. Oh, my heart is so full of our three-day Art of Self-Love Masterclass. Again, it's all based on my book, The Self-Love Journal. If you guys are over here, you can see it there. Yeah, over here, The Self-Love Journal. You can um, get your hard copy. It's all linked below. And again, if you need more support, you can book some one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. You can grab the Create Your Dream Life course through Self-Love. That is below. Join our free VIP Facebook group. I'm not sure when I'm closing the doors, so I would join now while the doors are still open. If you want to enjoy some free and valuable content, just subscribe to my YouTube channel, follow me on Instagram, uh, subscribe to the Sugar Pill Self-Care Podcast. Again, everything is linked below or it's in my bio link if you guys are watching me over there on Instagram. And yeah, I think that is it. Oh, and I'm doing a giveaway on YouTube. So on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube, like this video and share it with a friend and wants to do that, put it in the comment in the comments below and I will be picking a winner to get a free digital copy of the self-love journal. That's right, you guys. So that is it for today. And if you ever need to reach me, just email assistant at candywashington.com. You can always visit my website, candywashington.com, where all everything I talk about, everything is there, is available on the website. Give me a follow over on Instagram at candywashington and on my YouTube, candywashington. Yeah, you guys, there's a lot of candies and a lot of Washingtons, but it's all me. All right. With that, everyone, thank you so much for joining me for day one of our Art of Self-Love Masterclass. As always, take care of yourself and each other. And I cannot wait to join you guys tomorrow, which is all about forgiveness and the vow. And if you want anything to be emailed to you for the replay, again, sign up for the newsletter, sign up for everything. It's all below and you will get that. So I love you guys. Mwah. Take care of yourself and each other and be well. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.